0: Sunshine, welcome back to my podcast where we talk about self-improvement and self-growth. I'm Sully and let's get right into it. Today we're going to speak about the ego and learning, how to make the ego love to learn. The ego equals I in Latin, so the ego is I. It's the basic urge to achieve and succeed, and it's the drag we have inside of ourselves. It's the self-awareness and the ability to problem solve and save that in into our memories that i so the ego can adapt to reality and have many many ideas but we all know as the ego as like your alter ego the ego that wants to take 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 but not give 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 but the ego has many different parts but today we're only going to talk about the learning parts so what is learning learning equals motivation and practice in order for us to learn, we need to be motivated and we need to practice what we already know. Through learning, you develop and gain experiences and knowledge. Motivation comes how much you are interested to learn and the more you practice, the easier it becomes. Learning itself, it's a progress, a process Sorry, and it's, it shows you how much you learn. So it's a process and you see progress. Learning we can learn actively, passively, and individually. Actively is when we want to learn. For example, when we want to learn for a test, we actively learn it by writing notes, by doing some flashcards, but passively learning, we really don't realize that. It's because we learn every day and every second. For example, if you're in a friendship group, right? And they start saying some slang words like fetch or period and you never used to use this you never used those words before and now you just see yourself using them you're passively learning how to speak like them and all all the ways to learn everybody has their own individual way to learn there's different ways to learn and different types of learners in this world which i'm going to do a different video about but right now we're going to talk about the different types of learning so there's a neurobiological of learning the educational of, a way of learning which everybody knows i think or everybody experience the way we learn in school that's the educational way so them two are very similar the discipline of learning and how to learn discipline which i'm going to do a different video about because that's a whole topic by itself the pragmatic perspective of learning the scientific theoretical method of learning and the teaching method of learning and lastly the hermeneutic hermeneutic perspective of learning that was a tongue twister you know (laughs) so number one everything what we learn right it's what we know or we're going to know that's how i see learning to be able to To learn new thing, it's such a beautiful opportunity, and that's the neurobiological of learning. It says to be to tie everything new you learn with what you know. So what we know already, we can kind of. It's not tying, but we kind of find the similarities when we're trying to learn a new thing. For example, when you're learning a language. You see the English language is so, so similar to the French or the German or the Spanish. Therefore, you can see some vocabulary that you already understand. You're tying two things together while learning. It also talks about how learning is the heart of learning's motivation and motivation equals success. And we should not learn because of fear. We should learn through, because of enjoyment or we. Because of enlightenment, enlightenment, enlightenment. enlightenment. Stress can be a negative influence when you're learning. To be stressful when you're learning, you often forget what you learned, therefore you have a blackout. We see that in exams and tests, we often get anxious or nervous, and therefore that leads to stress, and we often get a blackout. We need to have the will, so we need to increase the willin- willingness to accept you need to improve what you learned in order to be better. We can't say, oh, I know this and this. For example, I am a, I'm I'm really good at sports. Like I can run really fast, but that does not mean you're the fastest runner. That means you can run very fast and there's no limit to when you're learning. You can always improve and you can always push yourself healthily, healthily. And therefore we have to accept even though um, we know this for example even though I know I am great at English but I'm not the best in English therefore I should improve my English to be the best in English and that's where the ego comes in the ego has this way of thinking it's okay when I'm okay at it but it's I don't want to be the worst at it basically the ego will feel threatened when somebody else comes along and sees oh they're better than me therefore we try to achieve and succeed more which I'm going to talk about how to do that healthily in the next episode but right now we trying to I'm trying to tie the ego with learning okay number two the way we learn in school when we learn in school the has uh, school school has told us what we learn is important because it is telling us if we don't learn this type of subject and this type of skill we won't be successful but is that really true in school we learn for a specific job and a specific uh, skill for this only job and in school we only learn for the future not for ourselves and not for the present in school school makes learning a one type thing you learn for exam you move on to another exam and you move on to another exam therefore you forget what you wrote or what you learned in those exams and it washes away because you take too much information and you're not concentrating on what you're learning in school. You're concentrating on grades because grades equals your future Good grades bad, good future bad grades bad future, but that's not the reality of learning Learning is supposed to be in the present when you learn for the present what you know for, for the present and you learn for yourself if you can't speak a different language, for example, if you can't speak French that well, you should not be worried for an exam that you might fail. You should be worried if you go to somewhere in France or you're in France and you can't communicate in French. You should be worried for how your French skills is and should work on those skills in order to be better. And we can only do that with self-discipline. So the discipline of learning we need to make rules and then stick with them which is hard enough because nobody really taught us self-discipline we should teach that to ourselves even though we go to school <laughs> but it's hard to make rules and stick with them because it all are all in our life people made rules for us and we have to stick with them and the question is how long can we stick with these rules discipline is I don't like to say discipline, I like to say habit, because discipline sounds negative. For you to build a healthy long habit that is discipline in this this situation, um, you need to change your identity, you need to change the way you think and the way you react. People say, I'm always like this, or I was never good at maths, or I was never good at sports." You made that your personality. You can be good at sports. You can be good at maths. But you just made it into your identity. Therefore, you don't want to try it anymore. We need to change the way we think in order to build a new habit. Let's say if I'm not personally um, the best at sport, but I'm trying to be the best version of myself who loves sports. And that's where building a habit is. When you build a habit, you build discipline. That will be in a different episode, but right now we're going to talk about this because I'm getting off track. (laughs) Okay, Um, when you learn, you have to find the meaning of learning. The meaning of learning is hard to find when you think what you learn is idiotic or unnecessary, and that's how it is for many of us in school. We don't know the meaning of to learn, therefore, we don't ask ourselves to develop our understanding. In, in order to develop our understanding we have to find a solution and solve the solution. Let me say like this, many of us don't like maths because we don't understand it, we don't like it, so we don't have, it's not meaningful for us. So we don't really ask questions in class or when the teachers explain things to understand our, um, understand, uh, understand our skills or where we are in class and therefore we can't find a solution and if you can't find a solution, you can't solve it. So, let's see, Person A, Laura, or Leah, or the, sorry, or, oh, okay, Leah. Leah thinks maths is stupid, therefore she doesn't ask questions in class, and then she can't find a solution, or she can't solve the solution to matter of fact. So, Leah could do right now. She could find the meaning of maths. Why can't she, why doesn't she like maths? Oh, she doesn't understand that it. it's too hard for her and she can't find some way to improve. Therefore, she's scared to ask questions in class because she doesn't want to look stupid. And so she can't further her understanding. So the thing is, she can find a solution right now. She can find a solution, she can go to tutor, she can go with friends in the library and trying to find a body to study with and so he or she or they can explain it to him. And then she can find a solution Oh, it's because I have little blank spaces and little gaps in my skills of maths and therefore I don't understand what we're doing right now in class because I did not learn what we did back then so it sh- I should have. I sh- supposed to or I have the opportunities to go back and relearn what we got taught in December for me to understand what we're gonna write in November next year that's a meaning way of that's a way of learning that's the cycle of the pragmatic perspective of learning we find the meaning, ask questions to develop our understanding, find a solution and then solve the solution. So how can we find these patterns and how can we tie them together? That is the, let's see, scientific theoretical method of learning. We have to understand what we learn in school, we can use it to, the ability, we can use that ability or use that information for ourselves Day to day for ourselves in the day to day life. For example, when you analyze a poem, or you analyze a story, or you find a hard math question and you're struggling to answer it, what we see is, why do I need to analyze this poem? This poem will not help my day to day life, or this story that I have to understand why the author thinks the sky is blue. <laughs> we have these type of thinking ways when we're in school, right? But the reality is it's actually helping us to further develop our thinking way, our thinking way. And through these um, ways of thinking, analysing, problem solving, um, presenting, we can see how much we can develop. When you analyse a poem, you can analyse your own thoughts you can analyze other people's thoughts so when you're in an argument you can analyze what the person's saying and you can understand why the person's saying those things you can also analyze the way they're feeling throughout those words that's exactly what they're trying to teach us they're not trying to teach us what shakespeare said three thousand years ago (laughs) well i'm I'm exaggerating, but they're not trying to teach us what these uh, pacific authors and poets are writing they're trying to um, teach us the way of thinking when you write when you write an uh, analysis of a story you're writing the way she's thinking the way she's the way the character's thinking and you can analyze okay why is this person in this argument screaming at me why are they reacting like this where is this coming from why are they behaving like this? When we understand what we learn in school is vital for our reality and our day to day, you understand. When we finish a book, we understand why the author write like that. We can understand why people think like that in our reality. And the last example for today, <laughs> because I said too much, is the when you prob when you solve a math problem, right? It's really hard, you're like so it's like so easy to give up, but you're still trying to solve this question. you set, you got it wrong so many times, but when you get it right, that emotion, that bliss, that enjoyment you feel afterwards is life. That's how you're supposed to feel when you solve a problem. so any problem in this world can be a horrible, complicated math problem and if you stick with that math problem and you try to find a solution until you find a solution is learning you learn how to not to give up you learn how to think differently you learn how to use different strategies in order to find a solution all these little things are the or the meaning of learning to find patterns and to put them together. Learning means to be able to understand that you're learning for yourself and only for yourself. That all these grades and all these jobs does not really mean anything because at the end of the day, when you learn for yourself, you develop in areas that no one else does. And just like life with these hard math problems, if you can solve them in your exam, you can solve a problem with your boyfriend, with your husband, with your girlfriend, with your wife, with your family, with yourself, because you taught yourself not to give up. And the last way of teaching your ego, so teaching yourself is be your own teacher. You need to teach yourself how to learn, be your own student. It's the way you're never giving up yourself and the way you're trying to tie everything you know with things you knew, <laughs> with things you are new, and trying to not be stressful. All these types of learning is making you be your own teacher. If you know you're not good at Writing right and you see you have a lot of grammar mistakes. You see a lot of punctuation mistakes Be your own teacher go to YouTube videos go to um, Tutors and teach yourself. Okay. Okay, that's that and that's this therefore I have to do these two things in order to improve my English or improve my grammar You have to teach yourself like you're teaching somebody you know is not really good in these areas so you give more time and you invest more money and you invest just a lot of yourself to this person but this person is you and this part of yourself the ego is where you want to achieve it's where you want to um, succeed it's the drive we have and when you use that drive to be your own teacher you'll be invincible you'll be invincible so a quick summary understanding and to think about what you are learning is the key of learning that we are always learning and there isn't a line or an end line there's no limits so how can you make your ego love to learn your ego needs to understand you're going to fail oh god you're going to fail a lot of times but your ego should not be here about that it's not because you're failing and it makes you a failure or oh, no. It's because that you got yourself out here. You caught yourself out of your comfort zone, like you're out of your comfort zone and you're teaching yourself new things. Therefore, you might fail, you might succeed too, but failure is granted. So you should not be here because you're trying and most people don't even try. That the self-awareness, you have to be self-aware Okay, I'm not the best in these subjects, but I know that I can be the best version of myself, just like I said in the last episode, and therefore I can improve. You might not be the best swimmer, but you might be the best football player, or really good at football player, therefore you can be that football player you always wanted to be. There's always going to be somebody better than you, there's always going to be somebody who is more intelligent than you. But nobody's gonna be you and nobody knows the skills you have. And reality, it's tough and the ego has to understand. So we need to understand, I need to understand, you need to understand that learning is not just a material way of thinking. It's not a material paper to say, oh, you are a great A student, therefore you're intelligent. No, learning is how can I adapt everything what I know to my reality and the only way for our ego to love to learn is to get rid of what's called again get rid of any oh, what's called again Conscience maybe yeah to get rid of any conscience or pressure or any I keep forgetting what I'm trying to say hold up it'll come up. it'll come a little minute I don't know but the ego has to uh, forget or has to try to not to have high standards The ego, it has to forget high standards you can't put yourself a high standard you can't be perfect and the ego wants to be perfect the ego loves to plan the ego loves to strive and succeed but the ego under- needs to understand that there's no way of you getting that perfection there's the only way of you Getting the best vision of yourself, but the best vision of yourself is not perfect. The best vision of yourself is a person that you are, and you you'll be able to be. But she won't, or he won't, and they won't be the person who's going to. It ev- will be every day active and everything. So the ego needs to let let go of all high standards, and the ego needs to understand that. Everything that we learn has to have a meaning to us, that we're not just learning in order to be successful, we're learning to be happy. That is how to make your ego love learning. Your ego needs to understand what to learn, find the meaning uh, meaning of learning, ask yourself how to learn, and then find a solution, solve the solution of learning. So I told you a lot of different types of learning, and I told you how you can make the ego love to learn the question is for today if you could go back in time what would you say to yourself you, you need to learn this and why don't you do that now I've been Sully and this is my episode about ego and learning I hope you enjoyed it it's been a long episode and yeah I see you next week bye